Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there, and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Happy New Year, dude. Happy New Year. I hope the holidays were good to you. They certainly were. I am so excessively fat right now. Is that right? uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. Like, I'm Keith Kachuk fat. I was just about to ask. Yeah. Are you, like, in in the range of Keith Kachuk now? Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling it. (laughs) Um, The holidays, plus... My annual trip to Mississippi, yeah, which is never slimming. <laughs> There's some good food yeah, out there. It is. There is some really good food. Southern uh, food. On our last day there, we went with some family to Central Barbecue, mm. which is I love barbecue. It's good. It's good stuff in Memphis, and they had everything that came out of the kitchen. I was like, I want that. I want that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want that. Like I, I. I got the half rack of ribs, which was so good. Uh, with the they have this creamy uh, coleslaw and uh, baked beans. Mm. It's good stuff, dude. But we should start a barbecue podcast. <laughs> but our cousin got barbecue nachos, dude. Whoa, and dude! This was what was on it brisket. It was well, he got pulled chicken, mm. dude. This was it came out, and I was so. I was so mad that I didn't get it and so glad that he did. Yeah. Because there was no way. I mean, it was the size of a head, basically. Right. A human head. And it was like just piled with awesomeness, dude. Dude. It was off the charts good. I did have some of that. Friend of the show, Kazam, texted me a picture of barbecue in Austin, Texas today. Yes. Oh. Very jealous of that barbecue as well. You really got me going on this barbecue thing, dude. Dude, I'm always down for some barbecue. One of these days, we're just gonna we're gonna smoke some meat. Yeah, let's go smoke some meat, dude. Meat and smoke, dude. Smoke some meat. How was Buffalo? It was cold. Yeah, yeah. I went to uh, Niagara Falls. Yeah, was it it frozen over? It wasn't frozen over, but it was very cold there. It was like five degrees. But that's a pretty awesome place it was neat yeah it was neat and it was covered in snow and the cool thing was is obviously when you go in five degree weather it's not particularly crowded (laughs) (laughs) that's true (laughs) so sure there are some people stupid people like us wandering around uh and we got to meet another friend of the show chris yeah uh from from canada which is awesome and he i he told me some great stories about curtis uh, glenn cross curtis glenn cross that's a name that for some reason that name comes up that's the second time that name has come up. This is Chris a friend of Curtis Glencross? I believe that's the case. We've met someone else who also was a friend of is it like everybody loves Curtis Glencross? Maybe yeah, he just everybody knows him. He's a great guy, I guess. <laughs> maybe, Sounds like a great guy. Yeah. Well, maybe he'll have a revival like Roseanne. I think I think Chris is actually a little surprised that I knew who he was. And how I'm do like, you not know who How do you Curtis not Glenn know who Curtis Glencross? Calgary Flakes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, dude. He, yeah. It, yeah. He's seen the world, Curtis Glencross. Certainly he, has. Uh, definitely. I'm sure he's got uh, some stories to tell. I bet he does. I bet he does. I smell a book. Does he have a... You think he played with Lanny McDonald? Because I bet he's got some... If he was, went back that far... Lanny McDonald played to the early 90s, right? No, no, no. 
He was with Calgary when they won the cup in like 89 or 88. Curtis Glencross? No, Lanny McDonald. Lanny McDonald. No, Curtis Glencross isn't that old, dude. I know, but I'm just wondering if there's some overlap because I'd love to hear a Lanny McDonald story. Mm, a locker room talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Uh, does that mean? I guess that means we have to talk about the Sharks now. <laughs> no, dude. We can talk whatever you want. I mean, we've talked about barbecue. We've talked about buffalo. Yeah. Um, anything else from the holidays, dude? I don't think so. No? Went, went to New York City. It was fun. Yeah? Yeah. Didn't get to see a Rangers or an Islanders game, which is too bad. But uh, And you were in Buffalo during the World Juniors, and you did not go to the World Juniors. Well, I was unfortunately unable to go. I was only there for like two nights, and I had things planned and so on. But I would have gone if I could have. Yeah. Although um, it was cold. I don't know. I mean, walking around Niagara Falls in cold weather is one thing. Sitting still for hours in cold weather, I think, is something completely different. I don't know if I... I would be up for that the same way. It so. was cold in Mississippi, too. It was not as cold as Buffalo, but it was in, in the 20s. It was cold. That's pretty cold. Definitely cold, dude. Definitely cold. Well, well the Sharks uh, are cold, too. Speaking of cold. Yeah, it's being cold. Uh, the Sharks have had a very up and down stretch since we last recorded. And it it definitely ended or started the, our little holiday break with a high. That win over Los Angeles, which I think is where we'll start, was... I, in the moment, I thought the the signature win of the year. Yep. The best game of the season for the Sharks, I thought. I was very impressed with how they played all throughout. I thought that that was a litmus test for them to see where they would stack up against, the at the time, the team that was leading the Pacific Division. But now Vegas yeah. is on top of the uh, Pacific Division. I just keep waiting for Humpty Dumpty to fall off that wall. But... It doesn't seem to be any uh, signs of, of cracking, but we'll talk about that in a moment. But uh, good win by the Sharks. Uh, chippy game, as always. They got under Drew Doughty's skin. Nice. It was good. And and I, I after that game, I thought, you know what? I, as a sort of making a case for last podcast, I'm, I'm, I'm back in. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm right. in. I believe that, you know, while... I'm not sold that this team is good enough to win the Stanley Cup. Sure. I believe that in that moment that they should continue to search for a way to be competitive throughout the playoffs because the window is open in the Pacific Division. The window in that moment, I thought the window was open, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. They followed that up with a good win against Calgary, yep. which was with a huge letdown spot. You can see that being a letdown spot. The first game after the holiday break, and they win. Yep. On another Don Scoy doozy. Just a brilliant move in the shootout. Jeez, how embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what exactly he does to make the goalies bite on that move. I mean, everybody's got a deke. Those goalies have seen dekes their entire career from, you know, mites on up. And somehow Don Scoy has this ability to really sell it. <laughs> Maybe then, it's his accent. Yeah. Do you think that throws he's, them off? He shouts something at him. <laughs> he's like hummus. And they're like, what? <laughs> I thought he was Finnish. Uh, no, no, man. Oh, doesn't man. make any sense. Yeah. So, heading into the road trip, the Sharks had won three in a row, dude, and they'd won four of six. And I felt pretty positive mm -hmm. about where they were. And then they went to Dallas and just got yeah stampeded. Just got trucked in what I think was the worst game of the year. Oh, yeah. Actually, without a doubt. I don't even want to talk about it. It, it was awful. It was All bad. around awful. It was just bad. Let's not talk about it. First game of 2018. Good game. Good game. Yeah. 
win in Montreal, even yep. with Montreal scuffling, not playing very well, still a difficult place to go in and win. And they 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 played well. Mm-hmm. They dominated that game. Aaron Dell, again, with another outstanding performance. Scoring four goals on Carey Price is not easy. No, it's not. <laughs> Great insight, dude. <laughs> it's just, I, I, yeah, I, I was really happy with the effort all, all in all. I, I def, you know, I enjoyed watching the game as it was going on, and I thought, wow, I, I it was a, it was a mixture. It was, let's see, what was it? It was about seventy percent. Wow, the Sharks are good, and thirty percent. Wow, Montreal is not as good as I thought. Yeah, I, you know, I was expecting like Montreal to be a little bit better than that. Although they weren't embarrassing, but. You're right. When you put up four on Carey Price, and and Montreal sort of acted as if, oh well, this this is what happens, and you're like, this is what happens. I mean, Carey Price <laughs> is like the best goalie in the league, really, probably, and or one of the best. And that's you know a disappoint. That team has to be very disappointed with how they played so far this year, because it seems like. But then we played Toronto, which is decidedly not a disappointing team, although they have been a little bit up and down. But it's how can you not be excited to watch the Leafs right now? Right, if you're a Leafs fan, like this is the first ray of sunshine since Doug Gilmore, right? Right. I mean, this is they got three really great young players, Marner and Matthews and Nylander. All of them are extremely exciting. All of them can become superstars. This is a team with a lot of exuberance and youth. Sure. Are they going to go really far this year? I don't know about this year, but they they certainly have some pieces to. make a serious dent in the Eastern Conference in the years to come. And you didn't even mention JBR or Nassim Kadri or Patrick Marlowe. Uh, Nassim Kadri got himself a little souvenir. Yeah, he did. He <laughs> took, did. Took a piece of Joe's beard. Dude, that, I'm, well, that cracked me up so much. And I'm sure for most of the listeners, or I'm sure if you, if you, if you didn't watch this, you need to watch this because it's hilarious. And really the beard pulling is not even my favorite part. I mean, dude, do you have the clip? I don't have the clip right oh. right here. You you have to talk to it from memory, dude. Dude, the the whole thing starts with them in the face-off circle and and they're just jawing at each other. They both get tossed. And then they keep talking and you can see Joe say, "Well, if you want to go, <laughs> let's do it." Dude, how how big is Nazem Kadri? Can you pull that up, dude, or let me see. I I may have it right here. Okay. So uh, Nazem Kadri is six foot, one hundred ninety pounds. Right, dude. Jumbo's dude. what six four two thirty two thirty five, maybe a little taller. Yeah, his official little... stats are six four two twenty. Yeah, I I think he's bigger than two twenty. I think so too. So they fight. Joe wants to take off his helmet first right. of all, which yes. I'm just. I think he knew that he was about to just put a whooping down here, <laughs> and he reaches over the top and grabs Kadri like. Like Andre the Giant at <laughs> the Venetian buffet, dude. And just grabs him and all Kadri can really do is grab for something, which happens to be Joe Thornton's giant beard. Right. It's hard not to grab it. And I think as he's crumbling to the ground, he <laughs> ends up ripping his beard off. Yeah. It was it was hilarious just because It was sort of like one of the remember when um God, who played for the show? Remember when Joe fought? Oh, man. Who's the guy who played for Nashville? He's number 21. Played for the Sharks. 
what was his name? Remember when Joe fought him and like it was instantly a mistake? You could tell because he was like five nine. Scott Nickel. Scott Nickel. Thank you. I was gonna say Scott Thornton. Obviously yeah. not Scott Thornton. Yeah, Scott. It was like that. It was like yeah. God was like, oh, oops. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean mistake. to do this. This is a mistake. This is a mistake. So I, I instantly regret this decision. Yeah. <laughs> um, that loss. Only thing that bothered me about that game was the the missed opportunity by the Sharks in overtime when the high sticking happened on Tierney and they had a four on three for, I mean, at least a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. And it, was, it wasn't good. Like, it wasn't good. And we saw it again today in Winnipeg when the Sharks had a five on three. How awful that, that it just looked awful. Yeah. And then they three did minutes score. later... They scored right after the five on three, right? I mean, that's when they scored. Is It was technically wasn't a five-on-three goal. It was a power play goal, but that was their goal. Uh, but you're right. I mean, the five-on-three itself did not look good. It looked like, let's all stand around and wait for, uh, wait for a, a shooting lane or a passing lane to open, which is stupid. I, I just... I never understand. I never understand it. I'm sure there's some method to this madness, right. and I would love to pick somebody's brain about that. But well, it was it was like a yeah. You you're, you said it right. It was like a shooting gallery. They were just there was no movement. And I think the thing that was irritating is that the the Winnipeg power play, you know, minutes later, was yeah, was beauty. I mean, yeah. it was you yeah. know they zipped that puck around and removing it and moving in the process. I mean, they they found some real open lanes against a really good Sharks penalty kill. Anyways, dude, back to the Toronto game. Uh, Frustrating that they weren't able... They had the opportunity to get the two points in that game, and they didn't do it, and they fell in the shootout. And also, strange as you pointed out, dude, Dylan DeMello played only eight minutes and change, and Joachim Ryan played only seven minutes and change. So this is a game that was completely dominated by the top two lines of D, Vlasic played over 25 minutes. It's just, you know, Brendan Dillon played 22 Burns minutes. Burns played 31 minutes. Yeah, Burns 31 minutes. Braun 23 minutes. It's just weird to see, you know, considering the Sharks have been so high on these young D, and then they basically just park them on the bench the last, you know, couple of, it seems like the last period or whatever. I, I haven't looked at the shift chart. And this happened again. I mean, it basically happened again, dude. If you if you go to the Ottawa game, which this this game was a trap. Like after the Toronto game, I was I I thought that they would lose it, but when they came out and just blitzed, they blitzed Ottawa in the first two periods, mm-hmm. and they were winning. I think it was five five to two five two. They were up four one. Then it was five two. Like, oh, well, I, I sort of counted it in my mind, and unfortunately, so did the Sharks. Yeah. And they gave up four goals in a row. But in that game as well, dude, if you look, you know, Tim Heed, 11 minutes and change. Joachim Ryan, they're both playing about 11 minutes, 50 seconds. That's not a lot for a third pair. No, that, that it's not. I, it's odd, and I don't get it. I mean, so I'm just saying I don't get it. And and if they're not that good, then where's Paul Martin? Right. So and, and, and we'll get into that in a moment. But the meltdown by the Sharks in the Ottawa game was the most disappointing thing for me on this trip. Oh, yeah. Even yes. though it was a, a difficult game to play after the Toronto game. 
mm-hmm. to lose to a bad team when you had them, you you had you were about to curb stomp them, American History X style. Right, right. And then you just completely folded. It was the second half of a back to back, I guess. I mean, if you want to try and make an excuse, you can go there. But Ottawa has not been very good, so this is. Like you said, it's a bit of a trap game, but it's also not a very good team. I mean, it's not like we... And then we But have, you had them. They yeah, had them. They, I mean, they, they had, had them. them. I mean, if they just lost the game, you might go, well, you know, third game in four nights. But giving I, up a three-goal lead it, in the third. third. Three-goal lead in the third. Yeah, it's nasty. Like, that's t- terrible, especially for a team that wins because of its defense. Yeah. Like, um, and very uncharacteristic of Aaron Dell, you know, to have a bad game like that. Although I don't know how much of it was his fault. Bad game by Brent Burns. I mean, in t- defensively. And when he hit the deck, Jason Demir's uh, sniper style. Yeah. In overtime. And they just skated right around him. That was a horrible, horrible play. Didn't didn't work out the way he wanted. No. And, and I, I, really, I, I really hate it when he gives up his feet like that. And, and he doesn't seem to... I think there are times Learn. times and places for it, but in overtime where the ice is so open, it's not like there's going to be a lot of other congestion if you leave your feet. In a situation like that, there's always going to be other open ice. Right. So if it's five on five and it's tight, you can leave your feet and there's going to be other guys in the vicinity who can take over your assignment if you happen to slide out of the way. But three on three, you got nothing. I mean, you slide. It's like you're way off. I mean, as we've all seen this year with the Sharks games and other games, OT is purely a possession game. Right. It's purely a possession game. You see guys, you know, it harkens back to like the Russian five where they were like, take the zone with all five guys and they don't like what they see. They just skate out with the puck and try it again. I mean, that's the kind of stuff you see in overtime now. It's like guys get the zone. It gets a little tight. Ah, whatever. We'll just chip it back to the goalie and start over and start the possession again, not try to push things. And, and just obviously taking yourself physically out of the play Obviously, we have the benefit of hindsight now, but <laughs> it just didn't work out for him. The Sharks leave two points on the table here. Like they, yeah, they had the opportunity to win that game in Toronto with the power play in OT, and they should have won the game in Ottawa. They had it. Mm-hmm. They had it well in control, and they blew it. And they were never really in the game with Winnipeg, honestly. Today, that Winnipeg just looked better. They looked, yeah, Sharks looked yeah. slow in the beginning. Um, Sharks weather the storm, and it just Winnipeg's just better. They're just a better team, which is a little bit surprising since the the Sharks just whooped them back in November. They beat them four nothing, and, and now this was without Shifley too. I mean, right, and, right, and yeah, the Winnipeg Jets are are. I can't argue with you that they're a better team. I think that the Sharks were in it at two one, which is a dumb statement when you just take this course they were in a dog, it was two to one. <laughs> but I, I didn't I watching it I didn't feel like the, the game was out of reach for them. Um but some really, really awful officiating in this game where it's clear that Enstrom, from my point of view, pushes Chris Tierney into the goalie and they call Tierney mm-hmm. for interference and that's when Perot scores a power play goal and it's three one. And then from then on it was over. It right. was over. And the right. Jets just dominated that game. They grabbed all the momentum. Um, another really bad call on Milker Carlson for a hook, which where was that? I didn't see it at all. I mean, if you're going to call, they were calling that early in the year and they were calling everything like that. But the problem with that call wasn't necessarily that 
by early year standards, that's a hook. The problem was is I saw 10 other hooks in that game worse that yeah. were not called. All by Dustin Bufflin, who's just a total <laughs> sack of garbage. He's dude. a, he's I, a I, hookmeister. I can't... That guy is always bugged. And of course, he was. if he was on our team, I'd love him. We'd love him. But, I mean, he is... He's commits penalties on every single play. He's hooking and and you know spearing and <laughs> slashing and you know Tierney gets railroaded into the goalie and then Buffon comes and kicks him, <laughs> kick Tierney, yeah, like need him in the face. And when the announcers like, oh, that's a penalty on the Jets, I thought, well, maybe it's gonna be two because Buffon basically roughs our unsportsmanlike Tierney right. on the ground and Tierney gets the penalty. Right. It was a a bad night for the refs and a bad result for the Sharks who come home from this road trip with only four points and still they somehow find themselves in playoff position. They have some time to reflect, dude. And they're and they got next four games they got some opportunities to get some points back. They they do. They do. Um Although Colorado's been playing better, you know I don't right. think they're a walk they, in the had, park. I was, you know, they had a big win and night or two ago. They won six yeah. to two or something. So, yeah, uh, the, not I would have been happy with six points, which it should have happened. I mean, they they should have had six points. Yeah, on yeah. this on this road trip, like that that should have happened, and they left two of them on the table, and just hope that doesn't come back to bite them at the end of the year. That we don't look back at this road trip and go, when the Sharks are two points out of a playoff spot, that this was where they failed. Yeah. In in those two games, especially the Ottawa game. That's the one that's the most disappointing. So, dude, now it's time for some rampant speculation about Paul Martin because it's something that's occurred to both of us in the last few games, especially when you're not playing some of these guys very much, especially when Brent Burns is uh, it's getting colder and colder all the time. Uh, in Burns, I, what, what's he up to? Minus, minus fifteen. Where, where, where is he at here? Um, let me look it up. But uh, not that, not that plus minus is the be all end all. But he's minus sixteen at this point. That's just well. Pizza Boar says that he great. he hates that stat, and that stat means nothing to him. So just just so you're aware, he's got okay. I mean. If he, maybe he's a big Corsi guy because his Corsi percentage is actually really, really good. Brent Burns is fifty-four percent Corsi, right? Which might be the best on the team. No, not quite. Um, he's got he's got a few guys ahead of him here. But can but, you go back to? Uh, can you see last year's stats, dude? While we sort of speculate on uh, Paul Martin here, sure. So Paul Martin has been active. He's been active. He's not on IR anymore, mm-hmm. and he's just been scratched. So it, able to play, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you look at his stats last year, 81 games, 20, 22 point, 26 points, dude, uh, plus 10. What was his Corsi, dude? Let's look. Okay. Paul Martin's Corsi, drum roll, please, dude. Uh, it was 51.8. Is that good? It's good. Over 50 is good. Okay. A lot over 50 is great, right? Okay. And so, uh, Brent Burns's was 54. 54. 2, right. Thornton, 53. That's that's North. when you're getting Tim into Tim Heath's 58. Yeah. Um, yeah. I played one I, game. I, one game. Um, so of the regular players, Brent Burns was the best. Right. In, in Corsi. And it looks like uh, Paul Martin was the fourth best defenseman in terms of Corsi. Right, right dude? Right. So why? Is Paul Martin not playing when, by all accounts, 
He is healthy enough to play. He does not have the quote-unquote flute. Flu? Flute? Is he playing the flute? The flute. <laughs> Maybe got an orchestra The job. flute. <laughs> and now for my next number. All right. He doesn't have the flu anymore, right. which is what they said why he wasn't playing. Now, Dylan uh, uh, DeMello didn't play today because of the flu. Mm-hmm. All right. Is it the seven minute a night flu? Yeah. I don't know. See, I happen to suck <laughs> flu. But somehow with with that, seeing that, dude, how little DeBoer has played his bottom pairing. Why have we not seen Paul Martin? I, looking at today's game, it said ankle injury as for the reason why he was scratched. It, it, I can't help but think there's something really pretty wrong with this ankle. I mean, that's the only thing I could think of. But I guess they, they probably wouldn't have taken him off IR if it was really that bad. Maybe it's just one of those things where they take him off, he plays, it's not great, but it's not terrible. They're not really sure. You know, it's one of those things because if you're playing a defenseman seven minutes a night, that is really quite rare. Usually when you see a guy play under 10 minutes and far under 10 minutes, it's almost always a fourth line player, like a grinding type player. You know, back in the day, we'd see, you know, the Jody Shelley's and the Brad Winchester's and stuff play, right. you know, five, six, seven minutes. Um, but it's very rare to see a defenseman play that little. And maybe maybe they got banged up, you know, something happened. But when you see two defensemen play that little, then you're saying, okay, well, these are defensemen that the coach doesn't feel like he can trust. And with Paul Martin sitting there, I really don't know. That's why I'm saying we're into rampant speculation. What's your what's your best guess, dude? Well, dude, he he went for the conditioning assignment with the Barracuda. Right. And he played four games. Uh-huh. Now, I don't have the stats here on how many minutes he played. But he did play four games. Yeah. So unless he re-injured himself, which from the information I can gather from Kevin Kurz, who is the best source, right? he's not injured. He's just not playing. He that I think they are this is my speculation, dude. I think they are trying to evaluate the guys that they have so they can make a decision about what they need to do moving forward. Yeah, who to trade is what you're saying. Possibly. Yeah. Because the Sharks' best asset at the trade deadline is not Paul Martin. He's worth nothing, right? Not nothing. He's worth nothing right now. Who would give you anything for Paul Martin? He's got another year on his deal. He hasn't played no games yeah, this year, three right. games. Yeah. Like, I just don't, I don't, nothing is unfair Unless he can reestablish his value. Now, the reports have been that they're trying to trade Martin. They're trying to trade Bodker. They're okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> but Bodker scratched tonight. Sure. Today, you know. Yeah. No, first time all year. Yeah. But I think they are trying to evaluate Joachim Ryan, Tim Heed, and Dylan DeMello so that they can make a decision about what they want to do moving forward about those three guys, because Heed and DeMello cannot be sent down without going through waivers. And I think they would lose. They would lose those. I think they would lose one of those guys if they went down. And I, I would suspect that they don't want to send down Yoakam Ryan because maybe he's the best of the three. Mm -hmm. That's just a guess. I'd say Tim Heed for myself, but I, I can understand other people thinking differently. Maybe they, maybe not only do they want, to evaluate those guys, but maybe they're showing them off for other scouts, right? Maybe there's other scouts in attendance. In and, seven minutes. Yeah. Get your best look. 
<laughs> one man, seven minutes. Can you take the wonder? The clock is ticking. Their their shielded ice time will wow you as they start always in the offensive zone. That's right. They are the Sedines. That's right. 70% so, offensive zone start. Um, okay. Uh, that, I, that's, that's the best guess out there. It's just, that's it's still surprising. I just don't, I don't quite get it. Yeah, I... But dude, we forgot you forgot to mention the player who probably has the most trade value at this point in time. Aaron Dell. Aaron Dell has the most trade value. Right. Uh and that's that's another burning question as we approach the trade deadline, which is still about two months away. But what are the Sharks gonna do with Aaron Dell? You know, they seem to be pretty happy. Well, of course they're happy with how Aaron Dell is playing. He's played more than the Sharks have played a backup in, in year. years. Since Kiprasov and, and Nabokov, maybe. Or Toskala and Kiprasov, or, or whatever that pair was. Right. Remember yeah. that pair? I mean, he has played in... He's played 16 games 16 already. games. He started 12. So he's started almost yeah, a third, a of, the third of the games. Yeah which has not been the MO for the Sharks. So it, he's got better stats up and down the lineup. Yeah. Too. I mean, I, I guess it's going to go down to, you know, what, what's the goal for this year? Like, are they serious about trying to make a cup run? Cause if they are, then you can't trade Aaron Dell because if something happens to Martin Jones, you're then dead. You're, then you're dead. Right. If they can, take a step back and look at the realistic picture which is probably that is this a playoff team probably are they going to beat nashville or winnipeg or winnipeg probably not probably not yeah anything can happen but probably not those two teams i don't think you can make a case that the sharks are better right no i i can't and so certainly they're not better than some of these Eastern teams like, offered the, like you Tampa Bay and so on. A something silly for Aaron Dell. I think like a second round draft pick, which I don't think the Sharks have. Right. They don't. They're missing a second and a third, I believe, next year. That you gotta think about you it. You gotta think about it. Because, you know, there are teams out there that are goalie deprived. Dell's going to be on the open market. So, you know, a team that would be interested in Aaron Dell would be a team that would get him with the purpose of signing him to keep him. Like, mm -hmm. they're not going to use him for a rental. He's going to, they're going to get him to try and have him be their guy moving forward, right? Pittsburgh Penguins, you know, uh, possible. Although, you know, you think Matt Murray is sort of entrenched in that role. Oh, I'm actually just happy that Pittsburgh's last because you made such big hay in oh, the Vegas thought... draft about how you got such a steal in Pittsburgh. La, la, no, la, dude, la, no, la. hold on a second, dude. All right, hold on. Okay, you know what? You've opened the door. Let's take a look. <laughs> no, it's we? not. No, no, I don't want no, to. I don't want to open the door, dude. You no, open door's the door. Closed, door's Let's closed. look at the Western Conference, dude. If, if you if you're gonna if you're gonna poke the bear, the bear's coming out of the hibernation. Let dude. me just have one win. Okay, Central Division, dude. Who's in first place? Winnipeg. Who has Winnipeg? You, of course. Who's in second place? St. Louis. Who has St. Louis? Me? No. You have St. Louis? Yes. Okay. Who's in third place? You have Nashville. Right. Who's in fourth place? You have Dallas? Yes. Wow. Okay. 
So I have Minnesota and Chicago, who are the last two teams. It's good job, good. dude. Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing um, good this is the best. Pacific Division. Who's in first place, dude? You have Vegas and LA? Uh, no, you have Vegas. I have Vegas? Yeah, you do. <laughs> That's going to be my Cause, best pick, Vegas. Because <laughs> no, nobody t- like that was the last team standing. Yeah. I re-went and re-listened to it, and actually I had Vegas. And I was like, okay, we're done. Or no, actually, I... Oh, I can't. I I had Vegas, and they were like, "Oh wait, no, one more team." And I was like, "Oh, you know what? Oh well, I don't want Vegas. I'll take Colorado." Right, right. So I almost had Vegas, dude. Who has the Kings? I don't know. Me. Yeah, you got you got all the win, and you have Washington, and you have Tampa Bay, right? You have mm, you you have Washington. I have Washington you too. I thought I swore yeah. them off again. You have Washington. You have New Jersey. New but, Jersey. But it's stupid. They're, um, they're going to yeah, fall. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're hanging your hat here New on Jer- New Jersey and no, Vegas. No, I am not. Um, New Jersey's lost five in a row. Dude, uh, I have the Rangers. Yeah. I have the Blue Jackets. I have the Hurricanes. All right. Those are the playoff yeah. teams right there. Right. Okay. Go to the other division. Who has Tampa Bay, dude? You. That's right. Who has Boston? You, you have Toronto, yeah. you have Detroit. Uh-uh, no, no, you have Toronto. I have Toronto. Okay, you, you have, do you have Detroit? You have Detroit, dude. Okay, who cares? I have Montreal, <laughs> but they're bad. <laughs> you have the rest of that awful division. I have, I have basically. the bottom of yeah. every division. <laughs> I'm so dead All right, again. dude, so uh, go ahead and uh, and tease me with that Pittsburgh pick. I'm just, let me be happy about one thing because I'm going to lose again. I took them, in, who would not take them in the, I had, it was the ninth pick. Me. Because they're in last place, I'm not taking. No, them. you would have taken them if they had not been. If they'd been there on the next pick, you would have taken them. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Admit it. Admit it. Admit it. Dude, so what do the Sharks do now? What's What's the plan here? What do they do? They we regroup got, and they beat got, Arizona, dude. I mean, like they, Arizona twice. They've They've got. <laughs> it's tough because they're home for one game and then they go back out on a little mini, you know, West Central road trip, right? Kings always hard mm-hmm. tough games and you got to believe the kings are going to be ready like they're not going to take take it lightly that the sharks have beaten them the first two times this year that's gonna be tough but the sharks are gonna be really rested they don't play again until next saturday right so uh i i'm concerned that even though they will be rested they're mentally they will be in la and that arizona could Take advantage of the Sharks, you mm-hmm. know, uh, and maybe some rustiness and come in and beat the Sharks. So they're they're going to have to find a way to mentally get back involved here and forget about some of the mistakes that happened, but learn from them, dude. Well, they're going to have a lot of good time to do that. I think that the whole team is basically going to be spread throughout the country, they're not even practicing until Thursday or something. So they're going to have three, four or five days to go do whatever they want. Interesting. Um, and then they're not going to be practicing till late this coming week. And then they play at home against Arizona next Saturday. Um, I expect them to kick the crap out of Arizona in that game. I definitely do. Um, I hope you're right, dude. I, I just, I get worried about having that much time off and, Whatever it is that they're doing, if they're going to see family, if they're coming back to San Jose and just resting, whatever it is that they're doing, that when they come back, they're going to that be thinking about that road trip to L.A. and right. that they're going to forget about the Coyotes. So, I just hope it's going to be, you know, since we're halfway through the season, almost exactly at this point, uh, 
everyone's going to have a little something here and there that's going to be a little banged up, not feeling great. Having a few days to rest it, I think, is going to make everybody feel a little bit better. That's yeah. sort of what I'm thinking of. There is a tough stretch coming up, dude. Oh, They've yeah. got Pittsburgh, Anaheim, Winnipeg, Rangers, Pittsburgh again, and Detroit. Yep. Like, it's going to get tougher in the month of January. Yeah. So uh, grabbing these points in the front end are going to be very, very important, and it will probably impact what the Sharks are thinking as they head towards the trade deadline because mm-hmm. you know, this could go two ways. You know, we look below the Sharks and we go, there are some teams that are underperforming, right? Yeah. Ducks, Oilers, yep. Calgary. Mm-hmm. You know, those teams were not the teams that any of us expected to be at the bottom. Right. Right? Right. And yet, there they are. And... You know, they've, they've kind of gotten hot and cold throughout. Plenty of season left, though. There's plenty of season left, and, and the Ducks have been decimated by injuries. Calgary has gone on a little bit of a run. They've won three in a row. Edmonton still just, they just cannot find a rhythm or any something. sort of rhythm, and they're 9-13 and 13 at home. Yeah, that's bad. And they're bad. They're, yeah. they're, they're bad. You know, Vancouver started off great, and they've just completely... Taking a dump. As right? we expected. Which as as you would expect. Vegas, dude, I just They signed Marchiso, right? I I know. Didn't and they? Yeah, For like they did. Eight they, years they did. or something? They gave him eight years? Yeah. I I think That's a, that is the dude, I don't know if I would have done I'm that. I'm making a statement here. Okay. You ready? I'm making a bold statement. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how bold it is. <laughs> I think the success of the Vegas Golden Knights is the worst thing that could happen to them. This year? Yes. Because I think they are in a position now that they did not expect to be in. And they the plan, if I could talk to George McPhee, mm-hmm. I would imagine was to trade some of these veterans at the end of their deals and get picks or young players and build for the future. And now they're they sort of in a no-win situation. Right. What are you going to do? You can't trade James Neal. You can't trade March. So you've got to keep these guys. You've got to not only you got to keep them. You got to sign them to extensions. Mm-hmm. This team is playing so wildly over their heads that you know how I love to compare it to other sports. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Today, the Los Angeles Rams. Or sorry, not today. Was it today? Yesterday, they played. They had a great year. A right. great year. First head coach, uh, young head coach, exciting team. And they played a veteran playoff team in the Atlanta Falcons that were in the Super Bowl last year. Atlanta marched into L.A. and beat their butts. Yeah. And that's what will happen in the playoffs to the Vegas Golden Knights. It'll be exciting. But, you know, I mean, right now they would play. Let's see. They would play. Play the Sharks? No, they play. They play Colorado. I can't even believe that Colorado is Colorado's in the, Colorado's playoffs? In the playoffs right now. Won five in a row. Anyways, well, let's look at the teams that are lurking, dude. Let's assume this. How about this? You know, a team that's not in the playoffs right now, but could be. Mm. They're they're only a point out. What if Vegas is present for being the number one seed? Is to get a wild card game against the Blackhawks? <laughs> yeah, that's like good night. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I, you could just smell the failure. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And if you're Vegas, you can't, 
you can't turn around and deal these assets that I think that you thought you were going to be able to do. You've got to keep them. And not just that, you're sort of forced into extending them because your fan base is going to completely turn on you. Right. Oh, sorry, guys. We didn't realize we're going to be good. Uh, even though we're good, we're still going to trade all these guys. Yeah, can't. You can't. You can't. It's the worst thing that could have happened for the long-term development of that franchise. But the thing is, they did take... They didn't... When we, we blasted them early on for not taking a lot of these veterans like Eric Stahl. So... They did take mostly young guys. Like Marge says, young guy. Like they took a lot of young guys. There's they don't have a lot of thirty year old players on this team. True. So if they have to resign them because they're all great, that's not the worst thing that could happen. Right. I I think that Marchessault is that's not a bad signing. I just think the expectations. It's not a good one. Well. I mean, the guy was never great, and then he's great for half of a season, <laughs> and then you sign him for like a million years. He to was good a, last year too. How good was he? I got to find that out. Well, he was a 25 goal scorer, I think. Going to type it in. No. Yeah, there it is. He's typing it in. He's pulling it up. How fast is your How internet? How going to get him? Last year, he had 30 goals. Yeah, okay. So, you know, and he's got 16 so far this year. He's going to, he's on, on pace to pass his totals from last year. Yeah. So, not okay, a, so that's legit. Six years. That's well, what's the money? I take it back. What's the money? Uh, I don't know. It was a lot. It was a lot of money. Anyways, I if you're Vegas, I think you can only get so excited. Like, like they're <laughs> it's not not gonna work out, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean William Carlson looking good. He's young. Riley sure. Smith young. David Perrone not yet thirty, but we kind of know what he is. James Neal. Yeah, he's having a James Neal year, dude. I mean, I, it's it's a great story. I yeah. just don't I don't think that they're going to be able to keep it up. Now, maybe I'm wrong. I could be. I'm wrong a lot, you know. Yeah, well, we both are. But this just smells like uh, overinflated expectations based on how they're playing right now. Yeah, you're like, oh, right. we're gonna kick butt with Colin. Let's Miller. go back to. I want to go back to the Paul Martin thing, dude. Before we before we end. Okay. Okay. Do you think we're going to see Paul Martin in the next four games? Yes, absolutely. I think we're going to see him in the next four so games. So if that's true, then why haven't we seen him yet? Why didn't we see him after that awful Dallas game? Why didn't we see him after that humiliating crumble against the Ottawa Senators? I would have thought we would have seen him today. You play him today in Winnipeg, and then he'd have like six days to to like take a... Epsom salt bath or yeah. whatever it is you do, right? I don't know. Maybe they wanted to give him the extra six days of rest, right? Because his ankle's not 100%. Doesn't make any sense, but the, they just played him I in San Jose. I know. I know. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. So either they think he sucks and he's not good enough to play in the NHL anymore. Well, then and you wave him. Well, right. You dare somebody to take him. Yeah, they haven't waved You're him. Right. They haven't waved him. No. Well, maybe they're trying to get an asset for him, which is... That's stupid. Like, yeah. no, it's not going to happen right now. Yeah. So I don't buy that theory at all. And if you buy that theory, then you're dumbed up. All right. Or Ryan Carpenter, by the way. Yeah, Ryan Carpenter. He's played one game, right? Did you see that they, they talked about that? Okay. They talked about how Ryan Carpenter, well, you know, he played like 10 good games for us last year. So we signed him and thought maybe he'd be the fourth line center. No. He's only good for like one good game out of eight. <laughs> ah, ah. It's good for ten games out of eighty. So I knew that that was 
that was a really bad personnel move by the Sharks. Bad. Like, yeah. Well, you know, they didn't. I know it's someone else's, but but the the failure was not necessarily that Carpenter's not on the team anymore. The failure was that they wasted a forward protective spot. They wasted it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who who else should they have protected? Not someone on the roster. They should have gone out and got yeah. somebody else. Right. One of these guys who's on Vegas's roster. They're clearly all available. Right. These guys were available. If Marcheseau was available for free, it's for free. We could have got him. Right. Yeah. We couldn't have got him. You're for right. For Mirko Mueller. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, like, yeah. you know, William Carlson was uh, clearly was available. Yeah. Like, the guys who were on Vegas, they were all available. James Neal. Like, if you had a forward spot that was being used on Ryan Carpenter, mm-hmm. you couldn't have got one of these guys. I still, uh, I don't I don't like it. Well, there it is, dude. At least the Sharks have a like, nice long rest, and so will we. I guess we won't podcast this coming week and we'll wait till they play Arizona a couple times in, in LA before we podcast again. That's but. right. So we'll be back I say in two weeks, I guess. There's we don't have anything to talk about. Yep. yep. Unless there's something to talk about. I don't think so. Unless we want to talk about barbecue again. Which we could. Show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.